our friends at Don Schumacher, Don Schumacher Racing, which it's a great follow on Twitter, at Shoe Racing. Uh, this Father's Day, they asked some of their drivers to share their favorite memory of their dad. Here is Leah Pruitt, Antron Brown, Ron Caps, and Matt Hagan talking about their dad. If I can get the volume right. <laughs> favorite moments with my dad would be when he would come from the starting line to the finish line when I was racing juniors and if I didn't know if I won the round he had this rotating yellow siren of a light and if it was glaring we won and if it wasn't on it was like the most scariest moment ever and you just knew that your day was done but there's nothing like when he would come down pick me up throw me around like a wind light and to this day, every time I went, I always think of my dad. Here's Antron Brown and his favorite dad memories. My favorite memory of my father is when he let me work on his race car with him for the first time. And not just wipe it and polish it, but literally help him take the transmission out. And I was underneath there putting dowel pins inside the transmission in, bolting it in. He taught me how to use the torque wrench and torque it in. I was like, I am finally doing something that's worthwhile and sitting in a race car and being pushed into the trailer driving it. I was actually working on it. And that was my most fondest memory sharing with my dad when I got to share that experience of working on it. Also from Don Schumacher Racing, Ron Caps. I have to say, when I was a kid, um, and I may not have been 16 years old. In fact, I know I was well before 16, but he taught me how to drive in these hills near where he grew up in a little town called Avenal, California, out in the desert, in a, in a little place called Tar Canyon. He would drive up this road, and I was probably 10, believe it or not. And let me just date this. We would play an eight-track of Boston's first album, <laughs> and he taught me how to drive up this Tar Canyon road that had cliffs and boulders and crazy stuff on the side. And that, and then once in a while, he'd reach over and clap at me and try to distract me. <laughs> Matt Hagen and his dad stories. With my dad on Father's Day is winning Bristol. Um, it was probably one of the most memorable times. I cried like a little baby, but uh, I had my dad there, my family there, my kids there. Uh, such a special race. Statman, how influential was your dad with your first car and getting into automotive and automobiles and racing? Oh, man, we don't have enough time. Uh, but my dad was not a car guy, and to say he fought me every step of the way was an <laughs> understatement. Uh, I would have never gotten into racing if it wasn't for my mother, as a matter of fact. Uh, we went to a race in uh, Las Vegas at Stardust Raceway, a Can-Am race, and uh <laughs> You know, saw some, uh, saw some, a black team over in the corner, and she almost pushed me over there. Go see what those guys are doing, and that was the beginning of uh, my being involved in racing, as anything more than a journalist and a fan. Hold on a second, <laughs> your mom, my mom, yeah. <laughs> Go over and see what those guys are doing. What were they doing? And. How influential, and who were those guys? You, you remember? Yeah, oh yeah, it was uh, a it was a regional, a national, an amateur team, uh, the regional champions. They were racing nationally in the SCCA Formula Five Thousand car, and uh, they, they were doing well. And I ended up working on the car, doing the chassis maintenance, testing the car. Uh, 
you know, test sessions and, uh, yeah, ended up going to driver school at Jim Russell, and uh, yeah, that that. But it all started at that Can Am race at Stardust Raceway. Where was Stardust Raceway? It was west of the uh, of the strip, and wait a minute, yeah, across was, the fifteen, yeah, across the fifteen, west of the west of the strip. Uh, as you're going north, left, yeah, west of the strip, out beyond, it's probably houses and everything now, but probably uh, maybe mid-strip, like across from uh, maybe where the Luxor or uh, around in there somewhere, if you turned left and go out about 10 or 15 miles beyond everything up against the foothills there, that was Stardust Raceway. There's a hotel called the Stardust. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, hell yeah, there was. But but uh, I just I just love hearing the history of these tracks. Stardust International Raceway, uh, Spring Spring Valley, Nevada, three mile track. Look at these pictures. And there's pictures of the Can Am cars. Holy smokes! You just googled it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the mob was involved in it. <laughs> yeah, there was one accident involving Jim Hill, Jim Hall, and uh, he was, wow, I talked to him several years later and some of the stories of him flying up in the air, turning upside down and landing upside down. That's where he broke his leg and uh, was staggering. But yeah, not, my dad fought me on almost everything. I had my 55 Chevy, my 54 Ford, a 56 Chevy that I tried to buy, and uh, another Ford that I tried to buy, and he fought me on it. And, you know, my dad wasn't a car guy at all. Stardust International Raceway, Motorsports Meets the Mob in Vegas, 1965 to <laughs> 1971. This book's on Amazon. Professional motorsports came to Las Vegas in the mid-1950s at a bankrupt horse track swarmed by gamblers and soon became enmeshed with government and organized crime. Oh by 1965, the Vegas racing game moved from makeshift facilities to Stardust International Raceway, grandstands, sanitary facilities, air-conditioned timing towers, some of the biggest names in racing, Mario, Parnelli, Mark Donahue, Bobby Unser, Dan Gurney, Don Garlitz, among them, established a notorious racketeer. The track stood at the confluence of shadowy elements, wiretaps, casino skimming, Howard Hughes, and the beginning of Watergate. Wait, did what you the? say Howard Hughes yeah. and then later say Watergate? Yeah. All with Stardust Raceway? Who the hell wrote this damn thing? Oh, no. I don't know. I've never seen all of that, but... Yeah, this was this would have been in uh, probably late '67 or early '68, probably early '68 when uh, when I was there. And uh, yeah, we I you know I walked this just walked up. Hey, I'm me. Who are you? And they looked at me like, "What are you doing?" And uh, you know, we started a rela relationship right there. Should we be concerned, Statman? Me. No, no, no. I, I, they had nothing. To do. do you have mob ties? <laughs> no, I, not not that I know of. I did get stopped. We had a test session in the forum parking lot one afternoon, one evening. We got tied up in traffic in Southern California and couldn't get to Orange County Raceway 
to uh, break in an engine. And uh, you know, I ended up driving the car around the forum parking lot until <laughs> the security came out. I said, what are you doing? <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> that was funny. That was, and I'm sitting there just flying around the forum parking lot in the Formula 5000 car. You have your Lakers uni on? No, uh-uh. I, I, I didn't even have a driver's suit on. I just had a windbreaker, no helmet, glasses, and uh, just trying to build up speed to get 50 miles on this engine so that we could race it on the weekend. Crash, top stat man's gambling, corruption, racketeering I charges. I can you? No, can you? Stat man's involved with a mob. I got to be concerned <laughs> with this radio show. I'm sure things are tapped right now. Show up at our studio. <laughs> it's in the wall. We never know Statman's real name. Maybe that's you why. Know what? There you go. There you go. It's all part of the cover. You roll into those casino circles and you mentioned Statman. Do you get shivers up your spine? Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, as a matter of fact, you, you know that that one night we spent at the Imperial Gardens where he couldn't go to sleep. That was oh. probably Bob connected right there. <laughs> You lost your father at four, four years old. Four years old, but yes. you rem- you have a story about your dad that. Well, it's it's pretty clear. I've I think people who follow me on Twitter have known because I put a lot of things up about him. That yeah, he was very instrumental in me becoming a, a part of motorsports because he was an assistant medical director with Dr. Bach, Dr. Trammell, Dr. Olvey. He and Olvey were buds um, back starting in the late sixties and throughout the seventies until he did die. He died in 77 after the Indy 500 that year after AJ's fourth win. And yeah, I mean, he was one of the guys that was pretty instrumental in putting that traveling safety team together. And because of his passion for the race, and then my grandfather working for Eli Lilly and my grandfather always having seats through Eli Lilly, it just the passion of my grandfather and my dad for that race in general, just kept everybody else in the family constantly going and then, you know, making parties around it. And we had parties with some of the race car drivers at our house when my dad was the doctor at the track. So yeah, clearly if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have the passion that I have for that event. And then of course, other facets of motorsports coming through Indianapolis, meeting people and drag racing and getting to learn about the big go. I mean, again, it all just stems back to my dad's passion and that's what got me going. But yeah, I'll never forget driving with him and his a yellow Mustang or yellow. Yeah. It was a yellow convertible Mustang. It must've been 77 before he passed. And he let me sit on his lap in the driver's seat with the top down. And I don't remember much of it, but I've seen pictures and clearly I liked that moment too. Yeah. You look at the history of your old man at Indianapolis motor speedway and the, the ancillary touches that he made Mm -hmm. from you working with NHRA teams, IndyCar teams, uh, not only were you a trailblazer in in, for, in the position that you're in now, but the way you're able to translate that to conversations on the microphone, you just rattle off, uh, you know, it's AJ Ford's fourth win. Dad was still alive. Like, wow, how, who the hell? I can't remember my daughter's fourth birthday, but you're. Yeah, I know that's tough, Kenny. You were still counting months of how old she was. I was one. She is. 52 months old or 56 months or whatever the heck. Oh, you, you mentioned Eli Lilly over there and Statman's racketeering charges. We're, we're, this show's been bugged for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> is that my daughter in there? Or is that a spy? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really get birth crash? 